0: hello mama i hope your day is just so glorious and i do hope you're having some fall weather it's uh Technically fall time over here. We Our mornings now are getting a little cold and even in the evening it's getting a little chillier. So we're moving in the right direction and I'm just praying that it um, sticks. And I mean eventually it will. <laughs> I just can't wait for sweaters. Like the middle of the day is still really hot where we are in Southern California. So I, I just... I am excited for the day where I have to wear long pants and sweaters every day and it's going to be glorious. And for me, that means I'm going to have a new baby to snuggle with as well as I'm due November 4th, so I have less than a month right now before my baby comes. And so, and we're going to be in a new house too. There's just so many exciting things happening right around the corner. So I, I hope your love and fall too and you have some some good snuggles and and uh, w- snuggles and sweaters and with babies to look forward to whether your babies are big or little whatever size they are I can always you know snuggle them in for a hug I know it not as much when they get older they resist it but Hopefully you get something in there. Anyways, I'm excited to continue our series on preparing for the postpartum period. Um, obviously that's something that's very big on my mind right now as I'm in the middle of that. And so it's really fun for me to get to kind of just share with you what I've learned, how I have prepared. This is my third baby. Um, Obviously I'm not a full-on expert in this area, but I've lived through it a couple times and, and here comes number three, right? So I love to get share with you what i've learned what's worked for us um, and just ways to kind of go about approaching this season we in our last episodes we talked about the physical aspects you know very tangible tactical like what products i use and how i get my my environments and um, systems in place and ready for this time and today is also pretty tactical and tangible, um, not quite as much as the physical. We'll go a little bit deeper, but we're going to talk about how to mentally prepare. And a lot of my uh, the things I have for you to prepare are more are more tactical. Um, and then in the next episode, we'll go into spiritual preparation, and that's a, a, even a little bit deeper and less less tactical. So I hope that you're excited just to get prepared, whatever season you're in, whether you're expecting right now, whether you want another baby in the future, whether you're a first time mom, whoever you are, I hope that you uh, can glean something from all of this. I know I have learned so much from other mamas uh, that I know that are my friends have given me advice from blogs I've read, all of the things that it's kind of just kind of culminated in this. And and after my lived experience, I've just found like what works for us. So I'm excited to jump into that with you today. But hey, before we jump in, I just want to remind you how much it means to me when you take a moment to share this podcast, or this episode, or whatever episode has really spoken to you. Um, it really just helps this podcast grow and helps more mamas find just this this way to walk in God's freedom. And, um, you know, right now, these are very specific episodes dedicated towards expecting moms. But there's there's so many others that for every season of motherhood. And so I hope that you will take a minute and either share on social media or shoot a text to a friend that, hey, you need to listen to this, um, just pick your favorite episode or you can just post about the podcast in general, but that just really helps it grow. And it means so much to me. Um, but I do have to say, I, um, have been avoiding Instagram, <laughs> like usually don't do much on there. If, if you've uh, followed me, you've seen that it's, uh, pretty sad like there's the like it's there's not much happening. Um but I have even more so uh hunkered down and been avoiding it. I haven't even checked my DMs lately. I haven't even logged on in at least a week or two, maybe three. <laughs> I don't know. I need to get on there. So if you've posted, I'm so sorry I haven't responded to you. I will get on there eventually. I'm just um really overwhelmed with life and so that's like an easy way just to I don't want to deal with social media, even though social media actually means you, right? Like the individuals. I love the individuals. It just feels overwhelming right now. And so please forgive me for that. I will get in there eventually and reply to each one of you. Um, And yeah, and and even when I don't see it right away, I really appreciate the, the shout outs on there. So anyways, let's, without further ado, jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for, All right mama's we are talking today about post how to prepare for that season. And today we're specifically talking about how to mentally prepare. What does this look like to get our minds ready for this time? And so I'm just going to share with you what has worked for me, um, things that I have done that has, that has helped. And then we're even going to talk about how to prepare your family. If you have uh, kids already, how can you get them ready for this time together? So uh, the first thing I want to say is actually something I I have not done. <laughs> We're starting off strong here. <laughs> but it is something that I think is really valuable. Um, and that is to, to take a class on childbirth. Um, whether you're a first time mom or you've done it before, I think there's so much good in this. And I really was planning on trying to take one of the courses I found online, um, before this baby came, but with the move where, you know, we're moving in about a week from now and then babies do a couple weeks after that. It's just, uh, it's a little chaotic. And so I have not done that. I don't think I will have time for that. I mean, we'll see how quickly we can get settled in, but (laughs) right now I'm not sure it's going to happen, but I've heard so many amazing stories about classes. And uh, specifically, if you have a lot of fear around childbirth, that does not need to be the case. You know, next week, we're going to talk about how to prepare spiritually. And I'm going to talk about a, a great book that has helped me. But I know these classes go even more in depth and can really remove some of that fear because you're, you're understanding how your body works. You're understanding um, how to go to God in the middle of, of childbirth. And so I really recommend that a few of the counts that I was um, considering buying their classes and now I I have not so I cannot fully attest but I've read a lot of the reviews I follow them when I do get on uh, social media I see their posts and I love uh, what they're putting out there and so um, if you do want to look into like an online class here are a few that I would recommend Okay, one of the first ones, and this is one of the the courses that's a lot cheaper, so if you're on a budget, this is a good one, Um, and that's the Christian Hypnobirthing. I've had a lot of friends that have gone through birth that have used uh, Hypnobirthing, or specifically Christian Hypnobirthing, and they've had really amazing results with it, so I definitely recommend it. Again, I haven't used it myself, um, but you can find that account at Christian Hypnobirthing. Yeah, that's what it is on Instagram. That's what it's called. Um, okay, another one that I follow and I just love. It. Her name is Karen Welton. Uh, she's also a Christian and she has a lot of amazing posts and talks a lot about pain-free birth, which I believe is absolutely possible. And again, we're going to talk about that more when we dive into spiritual preparation. But um, her account where you can find her course is at Birth. That's the, the Instagram page handle, I think what you call it <laughs> at pain-free birth. Uh, and her name is Karen Wilton. So that is another one I would absolutely recommend based on what I've seen, um, from her Instagram posts. And then another one I've considered in the past is, um, the Instagram handle is a life in labor. Um, and her name is Heather. She's a, she's a nurse, a, <laughs> a nurse and a birth education, um, facilitator and so she's really great knowledgeable about how our bodies work knowledgeable kind of about your rights in the delivery room you know especially if you're doing a hospital birth and you just want to understand more like how to do this well and that you don't have to be afraid you don't have to um, always go with like what the doctors are saying now no, I'm not saying to dismiss your doctors, but sh- she goes into it. <laughs> I've just learned so much from all of them. And if you really want to dive deeper, I highly, highly recommend it. Read the reviews. Obviously, I have not taken those courses, but um, the reviews will tell you all. Um, and I hope I hope that I'll squeeze one in before this baby comes because I would love to be more prepared. Um, yeah, I'll share a little bit about my birth story in our, our next episode so you can hear how... That preparation might helped me, but all right, that's the first one. And um, the second one I want to I want to go over is, and you probably heard this from people, but I'm going to share my experience is to talk with your spouse about expectations after childbirth birth after in this postpartum period Um, and this was recommended to me with our son i don't know that we actually really did it if we did it was challenging because neither of us had any idea what to expect Um, and so it was really hard to navigate that and so if you're a first-time parent you know, do as much as you can. Try and and figure out what this is going to look like. Try and talk through it. But it, it's going to be hard to be very specific until you guys really are experiencing it and you can fully understand just just how crazy this time is. It's, it's hard to describe unless you are fully in it. Um, but you want to have some kind of conversation. And if you've gone through this before, you have a lot more information to go off of. And so, um, you know, I would revisit this. If, if what you did worked last time, just talk about it and say, Hey, are we going with the same plan? This seemed to work great for us. If what you did last time didn't go well, then also talk about that. Say, Hey, I don't think this worked for us. Let's, let's talk about what this is going to look like. And, and this can look different for everyone. You know, in the beginning, I just had this, this mindset of, Oh, it has to be totally equal. And he has to get up, you know, as many times as I do. And you know, even if I, I'm breastfeeding, then he should get up to change the diaper. And I had, I had that kind of mindset, which if that works for you guys, great. It does not work great for us. And I, and I don't think, um, anytime I get into this space where I feel like everything has to be perfectly equal, um, it's not healthy for me, especially because it's not reality. Like that's not how our relationship works. That's not how our world works. Like he is the one that brings in, uh, most of the money and, So just off of that, it's not equal, right? Like we have different roles, different responsibilities. And so therefore, um, even though I am working, I'm not really, you know, I volunteer for my church. I, um, you know, maybe starting to make a little bit of money on this business, I think. I think I'm still, my husband says I haven't made any money. Well, so I don't know. He's, he helps me run the, run the numbers, but all I have to say, I don't do either of these things for money. I do them because I feel called to do them. Maybe someday they will make me money and I can contribute financially right now. That's not happening and that's okay. But that means I have other things in the house that I do. I take, I'm the primary caregiver for our kids. So if they're sick, I'm the one that, you know, moves around my work. Um, I take care of the laundry. I take care of, um, picking up the house. Um, he does the cooking, right? Like we have different roles we play in our house and that works great for us. And we could do a whole podcast episode on this. And I do think it's needed because, oh, it's just hard in our world that we live in. It can get so confusing whether, whether you like are in this mindset of like, well, the women should do all of these specific things and the men should do all these specific things. And you have kind of like a traditional old mindset. I don't think that fully works either, but I also don't think what the world says where it has to be perfectly equal and, and we need to stand up for ourselves. And that gets so messy too, because then we end up fighting for something we often don't believe in fully, or it doesn't work, or we're just doing it because if, Feels right, even though it's easier to to do things differently. Let me give you an example. That's (laughs) my example, and it goes right into what we're talking about. Is again, when my son was first born, I felt like we both had to get up equally. Now, here's the thing about my husband, and I've heard (laughs) heard many men can be this way. I know it's not true for all, because I know there's some dads that are the ones that get up in the middle of the night more often. Um, I do have friends that have spouses like that, but. The way that my husband is made, and um, again, many other men that I've heard about, he really struggles to get out of bed. And so what would happen is that I would hear a baby crying and I would wake him up because he would not be woken up by those cries <laughs> and uh, he would be very out of it as he woke up and I would already get mad at him because he's not immediately hopping out of bed. I'm already mad because I had to wake him up and he's not just hearing it himself. And then he slowly wakes up. He's, he's just, he's very out of it when he wakes up. And so he's taking forever, just sitting up, trying to like gain composure over himself, trying to, to get his wits together the whole time the baby's crying. Right. And so I'm stressed out because I hear the baby crying. I know it's time for the baby, like to, to get milk or whatever it is. Cause you know, at times we would, um, bottle feed, whatever it was. Um, and, So (laughs) I'm getting angrier and stressed out. He's taking forever because he's trying to wake up. And so eventually, you know, after me, sometimes because I didn't handle it well, yelled at him many times, he would get out of bed. And (laughs) after that, You know, he would take care of the baby. Sometimes he would even need my help because there was, you know, something he didn't know where it was or because I'm the one that takes care of the baby all day long, right? And so it was challenging in that. But then also after that, he couldn't fall back to sleep. So sometimes for like the rest of the night, he would be awake and he couldn't go back to sleep. So no one's happy. I'm angry that he's taking forever to get out of bed. He's not in a good mood because he's exhausted and I'm yelling at him, right? No one is happy. This is not working. But... I felt like, oh, well, he should do this because it's the only thing that's right. (laughs) So what we found with our second baby, we changed things up a bit. And I know this is different in a lot of respects because now there's a second child to care for. So it's a little bit easier to distribute the work. But I think there's ways to do this initially as well. If we get out of this mindset that we have to have it equal, We can find ways that, that work with, with who we are, how God designed our bodies. Cause like, for me, I hear a baby crying. I instantly wake up, right? Even, even if my, one of my kids like makes one like cry, like, you know, they're still asleep, but they, they, they let out a cry in the middle of the night, immediately I'm woken up. But I assess the situation. I can I wait for a second to see if they continue crying. Right. And then I'm I'm so quickly 98% of the time able to fall right back to sleep. And if I need to hop out of bed, which often I I now I'm the one that hops out of bed, I go and I check on them and I I help them and I'm able to be patient and I'm able to like get out of bed quickly and I go and help them. And so quickly I get back into bed and I fall asleep. So it's it's so straightforward. It's so simple. It's so much easier than me getting angry at my husband, him not sleeping. It's just a big mess. And so with my second, what we did was that he would take over watching my son. And we kind of, we kind of worked in a little bit of silos, at least for those first, um, at least couple weeks, maybe like the first month. Um, and you know, this worked for us because he is able to get time off. He usually works from home cause he can't fully cut off from his responsibilities at work, but he's able to, to, for the most part, stay at home. He'll go like, you know, maybe like the second week the baby's born, he'll go in for one meeting a week or, you know, little things here and there. But for the most part, he's able to help out during the day. I know that's not true for everyone. So every family has got to make this work for themselves, but you know, we kind of divided and conquered. And so he would take my son who was, uh, just over two at the time. And he would, um, you know, feed him all of his meals and take him to the park and do all of that and take him during the day. And I would spend all day with the baby and I would, you know, be the one that woke up all throughout the night. But that really for both of us worked so much better. And (laughs) I just found it was so silly. To expect him to get up out of bed when that didn't work for either of us. Now th- there might be an occasional time when, like, I've just fed the baby and um, they're they're not sleeping well, and I like I need some sleep. I'm not doing well, and so then I might wake him up and say, "Hey, I, I really need some support," you know. And and he'll a- happily take over. I mean, I don't know how happy anyone is to get up at three in the morning, but you know, he would he would support me as needed. But for the most part, I would be the one that that got up, and that worked so much better for us. So going into this next birth, we have talked about that as the same expectation. I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be mostly with the baby, you know, the first couple weeks, month or so that's, that's going to be the main thing I do now. I'll still, you know, go down and see my kids. It was a little bit of a different circumstance with my daughter. My second was born because everyone in the house was really sick, except for me. I'll talk a little bit about that in the next episode. Um, and so I was actually kind of quarantining, not like COVID. We were just avoiding them. I wasn't worried about COVID specifically. I just didn't want to get a newborn sick and have to deal with that or me being sick. And so I, we stayed up in my uh, our master bedroom for like, I think at least a week or two after she was born because everyone was so sick. And um, yeah, that just worked. So I really didn't see my son very often during that time, which was hard. But you know, even even without that circumstance, you know, I still pop in and see, you know, play with my kids and see them and uh, let them see the baby and all of that. But, you know, my, my main roles and responsibilities revolve around the baby and that I love it. I love getting that time to bond. I love getting that that space when the baby's sleeping to just be by myself and um, you know, kind of have some alone time sometimes. Like it, it's just so great. And so, whatever that looks like for you, like don't feel like it has to fit into one picture that you've heard about. One picture you're expecting. Like just go in knowing that it's going to be different for every family. And especially if it's your first, like be ready to modify. There's a siren going on in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, but just, just be ready to adjust things because especially when you don't know fully what to expect, you don't know how your bodies are going to handle it. Just be ready to to move, but talk about it as much as you can ahead of time and go in with both knowing the expectations. Okay. My next way that I want you to mentally prepare is just know, and I have like a a second part to this, but first of all, know that absolutely your sleep and other routines will be off for a while. There is pretty much no way around this unless you hire like a a night nurse. I've heard of people doing that. I didn't even know that was a thing. And still, that's great. If you can do that, that's great. Um, actually part of me kind of like feels like I would miss out on this bonding time. It's such a special, horrible, wonderful time. <laughs> I don't know. There's something I would just miss about it. But all i have to say, unless you're doing that, you, you're, it's going to be off you will not be able to get your full sleep. You're going to have disrupted sleep. You're not going to have enough sleep. And um, you know, again, you can take naps and try and catch up that way, but it's, it's challenging, right? Cause all the other responsibilities you have aren't just going away. It's often hard to sleep during the day. There's just so many things that make this challenging. Um, and so just kind of know that I think, um, before my, f- my first was born, I had heard, I had read part of a book about, you know, um, getting your baby on a schedule. And so uh, I was so hopeful about that book that I was like, oh, we're going to be fine right away. They're going to sleep and it's going to be great. And I didn't really comprehend the fullness of that yes, you can get them there, but that's not initially what's going to happen. Because even initially, um, for most babies, when they first come home from the hospital, they have to eat every three, two to three hours. And that's around the clock. And so even if they're great sleepers, even if you use these methods, they st- you have to wake them up. Now I know some people don't do this with their babies. Most of us do though. And so all that to say, like, there is no way to avoid the sleep disruption that comes from this. Now, and your, the rest of your routines as well, like you know, all these things you have in place that are working for you, that are helping you thrive, that are getting things cleaned. It, it's it's going to be hard. I remember someone telling me before my first was born, like, uh, just try and brush your teeth every day. And I was like... <laughs> That's silly. Like, why wouldn't I brush my teeth? I've never had a problem brushing my teeth. You know, maybe every once in a while in college when I was too tired or, you know, like, whatever. But that that's not an issue. I don't understand. And then I had my baby and I was like, oh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> It's hard to know what time of day it is. It's hard to know when your day stops and starts. There's no clear ending anymore. It's just this round-the-clock experience, and you know you have a break for a second, and you're like, "Well, maybe I'll sleep." And so it's just confusing. <laughs> so, if you haven't had a baby, just know that that is going to happen. It is. It is going to throw everything off for a time. Now, to deal with those things. I highly recommend, and I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but highly recommend taking care of babies. Um, I'm not affiliate, an affiliate for her or anything. I should find out if she does that. Cause I definitely love her and I would refer everyone to her, but it has worked so well for me. I discovered her, um, when my son, my firstborn, was like two months old and it has been a game changer. She teaches all about like, um, gentle sleep training. And, um, what I love the most about it all though, is the schedules that she, she puts out there and you can find even these schedules for free online. You don't have to take her course to do this, but there's so many great things in her courses that I definitely recommend getting those. Um, but it helped me so much to know what to do. When my son was first born, my firstborn. I was just so confused. I was like, okay, um, you know, <laughs> you know, first it's just like, stop the crying, try and figure out how to breastfeed, try and figure out how to do these things. But if, if I had a moment where everything was okay, I was like, what do I do now? Should I put him to bed? Uh, uh, I don't know. Should I play with him? What, what, what should I do? Like, should I, I just was, it just felt there was no structure. I had no idea besides the feeding times. Cause we had, I knew that was like, had to feed at these certain times. I just had no idea what to do and I didn't know how to fully read his cues. I didn't know what he needed. And so I just was like always confused, always felt like I wasn't doing enough because I didn't know what was required of me in that time. And so once I found her course, it helps me get my son on an amazing schedule. And that freed up so much decision fatigue for me because I knew, okay, 1245, here it is. This is nap time. He's been awake for 30 minutes. I, I can't remember the wake windows when they're newborns. It's, it's very small. You know, now it's time to put him down for a nap. And, and even if that didn't always work out, You know, I I try not to let that stress me out. And that's my encouragement to you. Don't, don't view those guidelines as you have to do this or your child's going to be messed up and they're never going to sleep. No, just view it as like, okay, this is what we're going to aim for. And we're going to adjust based on what happens. And, and, And that's what I also love about Kara is she's very big on being flexible. And so just go in with that and allow it to set a structure for your day. And, and that's what's so helpful. If you've heard a lot of my other podcasts um, when I've talked about... Um you know, planners and, and um, systems and Chelsea Joe and the Systemize Your Life podcast and all of that, I really thrive on structure and routines. And so when I went after my first son was born, it was so hard to have zero structure and zero routines. And I didn't even know how to begin forming those because I had no idea what his needs were. And so once I began to learn that, I could then form routines around things. And I knew, okay, hey, this is my block in the morning where he's napping i'm gonna shower and brush my teeth during that time right and get dressed you know i i was up half the night because i had to feed him but this is my time of day that i'm gonna do this now and maybe it's at 10 o'clock because that's how it all falls you know doesn't matter that it's the first thing in the morning right now in this in that first crazy postpartum season if you have the luxury of that, sometimes we got to drop off kids at school. Sometimes we don't have this luxury, but if you do, um, you know, this, I, I find new ways to incorporate my routines into his routines and I know, okay, he's crying cause he's tired. I'm going to put him to bed like <laughs> because he's been awake. For this amount of time. And that's what's normal at this age is to get tired. And, and so then I could learn to read his cues better. I understood better if he was hungry. And I, I, I stuck to her, uh, kind of feeding schedules that were really helpful because she talks a lot about, you know, a lot of babies just want to snack all the time and they don't get any real meals. And, uh, uh, to me, that made sense and has worked for me. I, I don't feed on demand. I feed, um, you know, by the clock for the most part, obviously there are times your babies is going through a growth spurt. I might do an extra feeding here and there and, you know, I don't ignore their cries if um, I feel like that's what's going on. But it's not just constantly anytime they want it. It's right there. Like I, I stick to the schedule for the most part. And that helps me know that they're being fed enough. And it helps me know what to do. It's it's a game changer. And it, you know, it just even taught me like the basics of a newborn that I was so amazed. Like, (laughs) I don't know if you know this, if you've had a baby, you know this, but when a baby cries, sometimes they're asleep. And so the first cry you hear, you don't have to immediately shoot out of bed, pick them up, uh, you know, rock them or feed them or whatever. Like give it a second. We're talking like 20 to 30 seconds, Right just give it a second. See what happens. See if they keep crying or see if they were just asleep. And like that little bit of advice got me so much more sleep and helped me so like relieve so much of my anxiety because I, it was such a battle to be like, you know, I remember feeling like, should I get up now? I don't, I don't want them to be, you know, wounded if I don't, respond quick enough they're such a little baby but you know it just it just gave me so much clarity and and she has different classes for each age group and it's it's just so great so let that help you get on a schedule okay I am obviously very passionate about this topic, so we're going to have to divide this episode up into two as well. I'm going to continue talking about some other ways that you can get mentally prepared as well as getting your kids prepared for the coming season of postpartum. So make sure you check back in at the next episode and we'll continue this conversation. Um, and as we go, let me just pray for you. God, I just uh, praise you for this time of postpartum that's so special and amazing and a gift god i just pray for every um mama out there that's listening that's expecting her hopes to someday lord that you would just help her just to be prepared for this time god that you would just get her her ready for this and show her all the ways to prepare so that she could just thrive in this time even if Thriving means being half awake and half dressed. (laughs) That she could have her own version of thriving. And We just um, praise your name for the life that you bring into this world. God, we, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.